out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good evening. I think it's day 62 of the 100 Days of Call in here at Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Madison was in here for just like a, a little bit of a tick, and then she popped right back out. Um, thanks for joining. So tonight's topic, you know, the Sunday enrichment course of Unsanctioned Citizen, because we, we have to do this every day um, for 100 days. That's, that's the commitment. The commitment is to do this 100 days in a row so that we can get it all going. So I'm going to invite all the people, and which I have done. <clears throat> and then, so here, here I go. Let her rip on what is the purpose of power? Now, when I think about power in the conventional, like kinetic sense, like kinetic power would be like electricity or power that you use from like running or, you know, power that you have. Some people have more, you know, physical power, kinetic power to do things. They're very powerful runners, they're very powerful. Um, Weightlifters, they're very powerful um, in their skill with directing things, like a, like a skier. You know, they they've trained their bodies to accommodate like the G force that's like flying at them. You know, uh, skilled at balancing the weight of their body against the downward propulsion of a hill. Um, then there's the so when I think about that, that's that's a that's a form of kinetic power. And in terms of physics, like the, the the amount of power you need to, like, say, jump over a wall, or um, <clears throat> if we're thinking about Marvel superheroes, then we're thinking about you know superpowers. Like, okay, can I fly into space without you know, an oxygen mask? Well, if you're Guardians of the Galaxy, not really. But if you're uh, the Marvel girl, you can. So. That's the difference in powers if you're a superpower. If you possess a superpower. Hi, Maze! Um, so there's several people that are deciding to join at this time. So the topic is, what is the purpose of power? And I was describing different kinetic powers to begin with. But I think that we'll kind of eventually get over to, um, like, maybe political power or relational power in context of, like, Um, <clears throat> which, you know, I, I'm examining constantly. I think most of us are examining those things constantly because we're in a constant struggle to try to get our needs met. And so my, my, I'll just volunteer that I think the purpose of power is to get our needs met, the fundamental needs met of ourselves and our, those closest to us, like our family and our friends, and then our community. The purpose of power in a community, like say it was electricity, is to feed electricity to to all of the homes, regardless of whether you think that they're moral or amoral. You know, you're not you're not godlike enough to, to decide whether or not somebody should have electricity running to their home. <clears throat> and 
and honestly, I don't want the judgment. I mean, like, I don't want to carry the weight of evaluating which people in my community are able to get electricity, hot and cold running water, um, clean air. Those are the types of things that I think that seem fairly humanitarian in nature. Like, we all deserve those things, even if we're prisoners. Um, <clears throat> but what I've discovered over time is that, that there are there are dispositions that people take and against the so-called weak and the so-called strong. And so everybody's on a, on a spectrum. Sometimes they are stronger and sometimes they're weaker. Um, they're not always the strong and they're not always the weak. And sometimes they're just like in the middle. So if you're like Maybe you're not as strong as like somebody else, but you will be stronger than someone. Um, sometimes you feel like you're more powerful than that person. Uh, but what do you do? What is the purpose of your power? Well, if you're more powerful than somebody else, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't matter as much because you're still trying to get your own needs met, right? So I think about like when I was growing up in my house. You know, sometimes you get into these little power struggles with your siblings. They, everybody seems to have the same access to the same things, but they're they're kind of haggling over access to say like you know the video game console or you know the fridge or you know that sort of thing. Let me see here. People who say like ten times every twenty seconds. Okay, a troll. Hello, Nate. Hello, Mace. I'm I'm not gonna take a call from a guy called that. I can't I can't read your handle, dude. If I can't read your handle, I'm not gonna take your call. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so I just wanted to open up the room to to take notes or kind of get your thoughts on on what the purpose of power is, you know, in relation to kinetic power or relational power. Eventually, we'll be getting over into um, ideas about power of the state. Now, what did I do today on my Sunday off? Well, you know, I spent some time doing my meditations and doing my religious practice, kind of churching it. And then I came home and I watched The Mauritanian. And the Mauritanian is a film about, um, <clears throat> about Gitmo, okay? And when I think about Gitmo... I think about all kinds of abuses of power by a very powerful nation against, you know, an individual who was not as powerful but was presumed to be powerful enough to inflict uh, damage upon the World Trade Center. So those things are coming up again. And I think the mistakes that we are having today are the mistakes that we we kind of are co-enduring and, and continuing to endure. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a sip of tea here. Hey, Miranda. Um, we are continuing to endure these um, these problems of uh, misuse, abuse of power. But we have to understand maybe maybe frame it in context of what what the purpose of power is. Okay, if we appoint the US military we give them a certain amount of power to execute 
the national defense? You know, are, are there limitations to that power? Um, and what, what are the legal limits to that power? And, you know, when is the war necessarily, rules of war, rules of engagement necessarily over? <clears throat> so if you know what the bounds are, you can know where people are starting to, to slough or kind of exceed the limits or the legal limits of those those powers. And when they take, you know, license with those powers and they use them for something that, that isn't appropriate, we call those, typically those are called abuses of power. An example of an abuse of power would be, you know, simple nepotism, like using your, your power of, of office to get, like, your nephew hired, right? Get, get your nephew hired in a sweet job somewhere in the government. That's what they call nepotism, and that's, that's, a, that's a common abuse of power. It's an unethical act, and it really shouldn't be done. You should be hiring people who are the most qualified instead of being biased towards people who, who really don't, shouldn't be, shouldn't be there. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe your nephew is, is modestly qualified, but he's not as qualified for, as somebody who, say, like, you know, has an MBA in the field and, and 12 years experience. <laughs> so, um, so at a gross misuse of power would be, say, um, torturing somebody who is in prison and not charging them with any crime, which is what the Mauritanian was, was really about. It was about um, this one prisoner, Mr. Salahi, who, was, who confessed under extreme duress after, I guess, maybe 70 hours of consecutive torture and years of being um, emotionally and psychologically uh, tortured, you know, with waterboarding and um, stress postures and, you know, just, just really horrible stuff nobody ever wants to go through ever in any circumstances. He was also raped um, by a female soldier, a U.S. female soldier, which, you know, wow. Um, to even understand that that happened was was really tough for me. That's that's an extreme abuse of power, and it does happen in prisons um, because people don't people who unfortunately end up in prison end up with very dangerous people who didn't understand the limits, the the important causal limits of why we don't why we don't exercise our our will against another. In a, in a sexual way. So rapists end up in prison. And sometimes people with bad histories end up in the army <clears throat> and in the armed services and they'll use those people to do terrible and unethical things to prisoners. And that's, that's a really bad part of what I know about war, if it is a war. But what I know about the rules of war is that it's against international law to, for an actor of the state to imprison or confine somebody against their will for no cause, other than, you know, they can be a prisoner of war, but that's not who this person was. This person was confined in a black site, so, or a darkened site, because people knew about it. How black could it be? That's kind of like a, if a tree falls in the woods question. 
Um, <laughs> you know, if, if a tree falls in the woods, is it, it? You know, does anybody hear it? Well, if it's a black site and people know about it, how black can it be? I would say it's a gray site because uh, it was in a gray area. And the whole point of having it there in Cuba, in the end, as the Mauritanian um, revealed, was to protect the um, the guards, the people who were who were guarding the prison, not the prisoners, but the guards, who were there doing kind of rough stuff to to other people. So again, what was the purpose of that? Well, at the end of the day, um, what I happen to know about some of the things that the U.S. military does, and some of these these three-letter agencies in general in the United States government is, and I've been talking about it pretty frequently, is that they will, um, they will project and when they are caught doing something clearly illegal, they will say that it's the fault of the person who has understood it to be illegal. In the case of the Mauritanian, the prosecuting attorney said, I cannot prosecute this case. This is We have no case. He was over-tortured. Nothing that we have is admissible in, in, in any court. Um, we could, you know, and, and you know, it's it's against my, my position as a Christian. It's my against my position as a U.S. soldier in, in service to U.S. government because I took an oath to, to uphold the U.S. Constitution and the court system. And then his commanding officer turned to him and told him, point blank, just got in his face and told him he was he was a traitor. A traitor. And I'm thinking, traitor to whom? And I think that during that one interaction, that is that is just kind of a nice little snapshot of what happens to, to good, honest people who are working in direct service, so say like an ideal or a government or um, a process that is above board and working, but they they run into somebody maybe higher in power than them that has wants the ability to subvert that process for what aim? The aim is to to promote or propel illegal policies, policies that serve I don't know <clears throat> what is the purpose of torture? Well. It's to 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 prove that you're more powerful than the people that you're torturing. You know, I'm, that's kind of a mystery. Torture is a mystery to me. I don't I don't get it because I don't think like a torturer. But it has something to do with power, and the type of person who would say, "Well, uh, you're the traitor if you point out what I do is wrong when it's wrong." That person has has kind of a twisted and inappropriate view of power, and they're not really they're disqualifying themselves for altruistic or moral moral service to the country that is paying their bills. So with that, I'll try to open the mic. I've I've said enough of what I think. <laughs> about the purpose of power it's not to torture people and not to abuse your office so we'll start there Nate, Miranda, Mace, anybody? Would you like to contribute to the conversation and discuss what is the purpose of power? 
I'll just go look for a book. <laughs> All right, we'll just take this next caller. Hello. Hey, Nate, how's it going? Thanks Good. for coming back. You're welcome. Thank, thanks for uh, taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, so I, uh, I put it in the comments a little bit earlier, just from a basic, very simple uh, perspective, tried to zoom out and... I said the most basic purpose of power is to achieve some end which otherwise without it would not be met. And I don't know oh, if that's... Where, where did you get that definition? I just made it up. So, um, but I think it's pretty... I mean, it's not wrong. It's, it's, it's actually not wrong. It's it, not it's, wrong. It's not, it's not wrong. It's, it's more a question of like, well, how many things did you leave out with that definition? And uh, but and could it be applied like in all the circumstances that you think of power being applied? Does that definition encompass it? And if not, what is it missing? Right. So uh, and I don't know. That's that's just what I came up with from a from both a physical to a political. You know, I mean, you're trying to push something, push in air quotes some way that otherwise it would not go if left to itself right Nat, mm. all, all things remaining equal you know a desired outcome would not occur whether that's hitting you know whether you have two rocks and you're trying to like uh, you know you have flint and you're trying to make uh, an arrowhead those two rocks would not come to, or you know they would not come together creating that arrowhead allowing you to then go hunt for something if you did not exert power on those things to achieve that end and I think that is something it's fundamental to human beings animals do it too but i think human beings are uh i mean we're the the, i would say the most to get your needs met and that's kind of where i I started where i began is that um you know when whose needs who's your your own needs it's i guess it's the maslow's hierarchy needs you're going to start with your own needs by putting the mask on yourself first if you're you know in the sky you, you mask yourself and then the person next to you who may be less less able but you have to keep your own own strength about you and your own wits about you but people who are exclusively empowering themselves to the disempowerment of others so that they can create situations where they are served they they build these really elaborate structures around themselves well, you could ask... say that. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, I was going just. You could say the United States, in and of itself, mm-hmm. is the purpose of it is to exert power. And now, that's not necessarily that is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a you comprehensive know, a, a definition of of America it, either. Oh, of course, of of course not. But I mean, it, in the confines of the Constitution, within that, then uh, you know, and the laws that we've come up with as a you know, based on what English common law, and and sort of uh, evolved some of it. from some that. of it was some of it. also the Iroquois Confederacy that helped shape the the nature of liberty in this country, which you know I'm actually kind of happy about because that's, that's, um, that's great. Okay, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because they the Europeans didn't always have such a well-rounded idea about everything. Um, because they were from Europe, their their whole idea about most things. So when they came over to the Americas, they started getting exposed 
to other ideas. And some of those ideas were, were governance principles that were put forth from the tribes. And, you know, whether they, whether the conventions of what we behold today will admit it or not, some of those conventions were observed because they co-governed with those people at that time. Now the chimes changed and the power power stratification did change, but at the time that they were forming this government, they did co-govern the lands with the native peoples. So they did adopt some of their ideas. They, they were not stolen, they were shared so that they could co-govern the lands at that time. And so for about 100, 150 years, um, where things were progressively deteriorating, but you know, improving and then decimating, improving and then going down. Um, but someone made the pivotal decision to take it in the genocidal direction uh, around the time of Jackson. Okay, of course nobody, nobody existing in present in present company had anything to do with those decisions, obviously. Um, but we can recognize that they, they still happened but that other things also did happen in our history that helped us form uh, the notions of liberty in, in America. So, but that was one of them. And it was, it was more of a, of a sharing of responsibility and or power administration over the land. So they did it together so that everybody would have together. And so when I think about power, I think about again like that's that's a good example of the purpose of the power is to to help administrate co-administrate the lands and when we think about electricity you know if the electric company were to power trip and say well because I don't like your politics today or I don't like your you know I don't I don't like what kind of style you wear you're you're rocking too much David Bowie um we're just gonna you know, between the hours of 11 and 3 a.m., we're just not going to let you have any electricity. <laughs> That's a petty administration of power. Um, so people try to come up with utilities, you know, conventions so that so that, that those sorts of things don't happen and keep things fair. So all of those things, all of those things, though, are only possible. Uh, you know, if you have, I mean, well, I don't know what percentage of the citizenry, but people have to believe uh, to some degree that there is a somewhat fair administration of the laws and, and that the power that... How about the resources? Well, mm, Okay, laws, well, laws, and resources. People, people agree I, what the law is, I would, I and would then say they not, nece- not necessarily, not necessarily resources. Yes and no. It depends on on. Uh, uh, at, at, so I, I have to give my own. I'm not objective. I'm a fan of equal opportunity, but unequal outcome, uh, or not equal opportunity, not necessarily. Oh God, I'm I'm screwing it up. But I think you understand. Uh, I think you're you're you know fair to compete, but if somebody wins, then that's those are the breaks. Absolutely. Right? Did I yes. did I get it right? So, okay, yeah, I just wanted equal, to, I just wanted to understand. Yeah, equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. Um, and it's uh, you know we're moving in a direction. Uh, some some people are moving in a direction where it seems like 
we've just made this shift. Some people have made a shift where equality of outcome is equity and equality are, are sort of used interchangeably. I, I but they, they don't really mean the same thing. Legally, they don't they mean don't. the same thing. And, and And we haven't had a debate convention with the rest of the people about that. They're trying to slowly steep us in this definition where they decide what equity is and what equality is and is not. And they want equity, which is actually a principle of property and of monetary value, to replace equality. And it is not the same thing. So, uh, and... This is a light refractive term, meaning like they, they will bend equity just like they bent racism to, to mean whatever it is that they want, and then you become their prisoner. So Well, as soon as you get you know, you get a, a coalition of minority groups and you sort of dangle that definition in front of them to get their support, I think then, you know, if you're if, if those people then entrust more power to the state to make even more decisions, thinking that ultimately it will personally benefit them, uh, you know, I think that is ultimately a losing proposition for all because mm. um, because unless you have a completely or a, a static government, politically speaking, whether and this is you could even go outside of just Democrats and Republicans. I mean, things do change. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, the more power you acquiesce to the government, uh, the worse, the uh, the higher the risk for a uh, an abuse of that a, power. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so and you're not going to get it back like to, to acquiesce. It takes mm-hmm. very little to get it back. It would take blood. Uh, you know, violence and a lot of things that. And it's really, to... it's really tough to to get people to understand that once they've kind of divvied that up. But sometimes there is a bloodless re reorganization and readministration of power, and it's usually done by a sensible group of people who decide what power is you to be used for. They get together. Would you like, say? I would. would I say would say that that that's level? what our on founders did. Level? Um, I would say that, that um, models of responsible statecraft and models of responsible governance get together, like the wise people get together in, a, in, in their circle. They have their powwow, per se. They decide together, okay, this is how these resources should be allocated. The way that things are currently done right now, you know, the, the power and the money are going out. They're going away from the general wel- welfare of the people. And they are only being funneled to three guys. So that's not what's best for everyone. That is also not the agreement that we had with the people we, we govern from. And see, it's a, it's a mindset. We govern from the people rather than we govern over or to the people. You see the difference? Oh, very much. And I Right, think, okay. Uh, so so the mindset has to be we govern from the people because that's where the resources come from. All of their power and the resources come from our land, from us, from our will, from our consent, 
from our taxes, from the things that we have. And there are many things that we do have control and say over, um, even though we have a much smaller proportion individually than we would if we were like, you know, taken it in compendium, like a district. But I think that the idea is for smarter, wiser, like more ethical people to step in and and say to to the selfish and short-sighted and actually incompetent administrators who who have you know put their hat on they say well I am I am the smartest one here I I am the one who knows the most and you all should listen to me because I'm me uh, it's not good enough anymore when they've demonstrated the level of uh, lack of care for the American people which is proven and when they have decided to administrate the public pocketbook inadequately to where it's just going to three guys that's corruption and when they blame the people who see what they do is wrong for their deeds that's just mental illness so we can't have that so I think the purpose of power if I'm gonna say anything that matters is that it's not for that it's for the general welfare of the of the people just like it would be for the power or the electric company and if we can't get some people who govern from the people instead of to the people we're gonna be in in a long trend of bad situations so with that it's five o'clock we did it we got through day 62 a hundred days of calling <laughs> uh, final thoughts Nate Mace um, anyone Okay, well, we're going to wrap it there. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for attending here. Today's uh, podcast of the Unsanctioned Citizen. We'll see you tomorrow around this time. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.